Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Class Podcast. This podcast is a recording of our weekly Sunday School Class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. But before you listen further, you may want to go to teachings.jim314.com and download the student and or teacher handouts so you can follow along visually and take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app or to iTunes. Now let's get to this week's lesson. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. You have perfect attendance in Sunday school. Congratulations. Well done. All right. So if you've uh, got your Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians 14.40. 1 Corinthians 14.40. And we will start there. So... The start of each new calendar year, I like to take the first week and talk about uh, a couple of big questions. Uh, Some of those are, why do we do Sunday school? How do we do Sunday school? Who does what in our class? Why are we here? What are we all about? Um, What are we going to do this year? Um, uh, What resources will you need? And then give you a couple links as far as helpful things for what's going to be coming up. So 1 Corinthians 14.40, I have found to be very helpful in setting a standard for how we ought to operate. Uh, so Corinthians is a letter uh, written by Paul to the church at Corinth. And if you know anything about the church at Corinth, they were seriously messed up people. So that means that we can relate to them, uh, which is good because we are seriously messed up people too, and that's the way the world works. So uh, Paul writes to them in 1 Corinthians 14, 40. He says, let, things, let all things be done decently, or your, your translation may say appropriately or properly, and in order. Uh, and this is a, a military term that talks about people lining up. Uh, it's this submission type idea. Uh, but the idea is that there is, a, there is an orderly, if, if the command is that things are to be done in order, then there is an option for them not to be done in order. And we have all been and participated in things where some aspect of some event was not done with any level of order, right? You guys familiar with this concept? Something was not done with order? Um, I'm not going to ask for examples of this because I've done this in the past and have had to remove things from the podcast when asking that particular question, so I will, I will skip that. But uh, we're going to jump around a little bit on the handout today. So that's, that's kind of the framework for how we want to operate as a class, specifically for our class. So. Uh, let's look at some roles real quick. So who does what? On the left-hand side of the page there, um, first up is our prayer coordinator. And this person collects and distributes the prayer requests. And you all know who this is, right? So Miss Darla, D-A-R-L-A. Wave, Darla. It's Miss Darla. So if you've got something that's, uh, that's, that you want on the prayer request, then you can let Darla know. Uh, we actually document all these on the weekly update each week. So if you put it in that top section, uh, that means that That'll just be on there for this week, and if you put it on the bottom section, it'll, it'll show up on the sheet in recurring weeks, so just to keep you abreast of what goes on there. there. We also have, if you look at the bottom of that weekly update page, we have a Facebook group, so if you're on Facebook, uh, you can request access to join that. It's a private group, so that means people can't see what's posted there, 
uh, externally. Uh, so if you want to be part of that, you can do that, and you'll be able to see those posted each Sunday as well. Uh, most of the time, Darla gets these posted before I'm home from Sunday lunch, so uh, real quick speed on that. So thank you for... Unless she goes out and then she gets out of her element and, you know, then it's like Thursday, so it's okay. It'll be all right. All right, so then we have the breakfast court, and I think I've put these in order of importance. So um, praying for each other, and then right after praying for each other, we got to eat. So uh, Trish and Jessica, they make sure uh, breakfast is present each week. So Ms. Jessica, thank you so much. Wave. Trish, Trish is in the... Yep. Hello, Ms. Trish. Uh, I... And Colleen helps too. Awesome. Sweet. I love we are sharing the love. It's easy to find Trish in the room because I look for the shiny spot and then look to either the right or left of that. And that's the, that's the easy way to find Miss Trish. So, <clears throat> Love you, Sean. And no, we're not editing that out for any of you listening online. All right. Next is the meals coordinator. So this is a little different than bringing breakfast every morning. This is uh, somebody's having surgery. Somebody's uh, sick. Somebody's having a baby. Somebody's having some life event where we need to coordinate meals for them. Uh, and Bree, B-R-I, Bree Malloy, uh, Fryer. Dang it. I told myself I was not going to do that, and I did it anyway. Sorry. Uh, Bree Fryer handles that for us. Uh, does a great job keeping up with all the details. Now, some of you might be wondering, well, Jim, you're the teacher, so why aren't you doing this? Because I don't do it very well. I'm really, really bad at this stuff. So we have people that are really passionate about it. So we, we, we do that. It's great. Uh, we're resurrecting an old position this year. I uh, haven't had an in-reach leader in a while. So um, I'm going to explain this concept to you so that when you start emailing me that you don't like it, then I can tell you why we're, we're still going to do it. So uh, the in-reach leader, if you miss a Sunday school class, um, I'm going to say this as lovingly as I can, I ain't got time to keep up with that. Okay? If you miss two Sunday school classes, I'm going to sick somebody on you and say, hey, we missed you. What's up? Is there anything that we need to know about that we can help? If you miss three Sunday school classes in a row, Carrie, K-A-R-R-I-E, is going to let me know, and then I'm going to follow up. Not in a mean, crazy way. Just, hey, everything good? What's going on? We just want to check and make sure. Now, uh, <clears throat> y'all know I love you, right? This is my best Daryl Davenport impression. Uh, some of y'all need to improve your Sunday school attendance because you're going to get a whole lot of emails this year. And I hate it for you. But every time you get one, just know they care. They care. They care. They care. And that's that. That's all it is. Okay? So Carrie's going to do this. And Carrie's probably the, one of the kindest human beings that you can ever meet just from a loves everybody. So I tried to find the nicest person I could do to do this, and she's all over it. So she's going to help us out with that. All right, party planner. We've had this position for a while. We are doing something with it this year. On the back side are some dates. We're going to get to those in just a minute. Not yet. But my wife, Miss Julie, is going to handle this for us. So she's going to plan our parties. And we're going to do four parties this year. I want to tell you the dates now so you can put them on your calendar. <laughs> Boom. How about that for planning? That's right. That's right. And then the teacher, uh, that's me and Jim. Uh, lead the class and teaches. And I do really, really well when that's what I do. And I do not do really well when I'm trying to coordinate prayer requests or heaven help you all if we're doing breakfast because it's going to be bow time or something at that point. It's, it's going to be ugly. Uh, or meals or following up with people. I just There's just too many things going on. So uh, Now, 
the who does what ties directly with why are we here. So in the bottom left-hand side of that front page, why are we here, that first item there is substantive interaction with truth. You are going to get the Bible every week. So I hope you like that. And you're going to get Jesus every week. So I hope you like him. I hope you grow to love him more. That would be a a wonderful goal. But substantive interaction with truth. When I say substantive, I do not mean... uh, I I better better not. I'm going to have to edit that out if I go there. So Julie's like, no, no, no. When I... So everybody, y'all look at my wife for just a second. She's going to shoot me later for this. Do the look again. I don't even know what Yeah. So so here's the look. Now, Now, perfectly vertical is one level of no. When the head starts to tilt and it shakes, this is the, I have gone complete and you better not do that at all. This is how I make mental notes to go back and edit things out of the podcast so that things work like they should. Um, Now, we're going to study the Bible and we're going to do it in a way that, uh, and I think most of you in here have been here long enough now that you kind of get the flavor of what we're, we're doing. We're not uh, in the kitty pool, kitty end of the pool, right? I just, um, I was talking with some folks a couple years ago and I came to the conclusion that if I, if I am able to live to be 80 years old, I turned 40 in 2016, which means I've got 40 years left. And if I teach about 80% of the Sunday school classes between now and then, because I got dibs in the little old man class when I get old, so I got that. I've already talked to Derek, Gary and Daryl about this years ago. They've got it down pat, that's good. So if I get to teach 80%, that's about 32 years worth of content. And if, if my average series is somewhere around five to eight to 10 weeks long, then I've just got a couple of hundred, maybe 150, 170 series that I get to do the rest of my life. So I don't have time to play around with something that doesn't matter. I just don't have time. I've only got 40 years left. So that's the way I view this. Trying to take the long term. So, because of that, we're going to study the Bible. Uh, Albert and I were discussing this several months ago, and uh, he commented, you know, we're starting to get a lot more kids in Sunday school with us. And I said, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And he said, yeah. He said, but that, he said, does that make it difficult on you as a teacher? I said, well, sometimes. He said, well, how do you, how do you keep it, like, relevant or applicable? I said, well, the only way that I've found to keep everything applicable and relevant for anybody that walks in the door is to teach the Bible. Because it is the only thing that is relevant and applicable to everybody that walks in the door. And the farther away I get from that, the more likely I am to have people walk up to me after and go, what was that? I didn't have anything to do with my life. Yep, that's right. So we stick to the Bible. So that was substantive interaction with truth, if you missed that blank. All right, next one is meaningful connection with Christians. We sit at tables for a reason. That is not on accident. We sit at tables for a reason. We're going to eat meals with each other for a reason this year. Yes. Some of you have found your very best friends in the whole world in this class. And I think that's just fantastic. I think it's one of the coolest things ever. But meaningful connection with Christians. And then ministry training with opportunities. So every time we see on the weekly update in that current needs section. You see the, I want you to look at the weekly update page. This is the one that says weekly update at the top. It's on your table somewhere. On the ongoing prayer requests on the right-hand side, below that section is current needs. Every time you see something in that current needs section, that is a ministry training with opportunity. That is a chance for us to go flex and look and do something, as opposed to talk about it and study it. 
Because when Jesus said love one another, He didn't mean go learn the words. He meant go flex your muscles because you can see it in action. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So ministry training with opportunities. All right, so you see the pretty, di- the pretty diagram on the front? This is what this looks like. This is the Johari window. I, I, I do this every single year. We talk about the Johari window. Y'all know how this was named, right? You may remember. Dude named Joe, dude named Harry. They got together. Called it the Johari window. I kid you not. This is literally the way it was named. It was ridiculous. So there's two different axes here on the... Uh, vertical axis is what's known, whether it's known to yourself or known to others. And then, I'm sorry, on the, on the horizontal axis, known to self, unknown to self. And then known to others and, un, and uh, known to others on the uh, left side there. So if things that are known to you and known to others, this is what's out in the arena. Everybody understands this. We can see this. We engage with this. Uh, we act as if this is normal. This is the space that... Um, that we typically live. This is a transparent. The unknown to self and known to others, I'll give you an example of this. Uh, your fly is down. Y'all have all experienced this at some point in your life, right? That, oh, wow, that, hmm. Now, I, the funny thing is, when I say that in a group of people, about 30 to 40% of you just checked your fly right then to make sure that, yep, we're good, everything's all right, no problem. But it's a blind spot. And the thing that we want to do here is we want to take that that space that between transparent area and blind spot, and we want to move it closer to the blind spot. I want to have fewer blind spots because of our meaningful connection with each other. Now, this is what I have been teaching for a long time. This year, I'm going to add something to this. I want to add, I want to know myself better because the scripture exposes more of me as well. We're going through and reading the Bible chronologically as a church this year. And I promise you, if you read through the entire Bible, or if you have done this before, it will expose areas of your life that you did not know. Because that's literally what it does. That's that's the Holy Spirit's job, is to illuminate and to shine and to show what's going on. So if you want to have blind spots in your life, if we want to have blind spots in our lives exposed, get in the Scripture. And then get with other believers to hold you accountable for not just, ah, yeah, love's a word, great. I know all the words for love, as opposed to let's go flex our muscles and do something with it. So I want to move, I want to move that to the left. All right, now that, those blue circles at the bottom there, that hidden area. So if I know it to myself, but uh, it's unknown to others, and every single person in here has something like this, right? Every single one of us has dozens of things that are in this category. Then I know something about me that you don't know. Now, don't misunderstand me. Some of that is okay. Right? We are in a room with mixed company and many times small children. Some of that is okay. Just from a reasonable participating in life in the South, that that's all right. Okay? Um, however, if the majority of who I am is covered up and hidden to everybody else, that's going to be a problem. Because God wants to use us. And if I keep myself concealed from all of you, God can't use that. Okay? And if you keep yourself concealed from all of us, we may not know how God can use you. So this is important for all of us. I need you all to understand, you are invested in us, and we are invested in you. 
This is the way the body of Christ works. All right, and in that lower right-hand corner, the unknown to self and the unknown to others, this is the fun stuff. This is the stuff where you go, huh. And I hear this in class every once in a while when some truth is said or some verse is read and there's some type of, oh, wow, I get that. Great. We just, we just pushed a little bit into the potential discovery area where we get to learn together about ourselves and about the Scripture and about how to be more like the body of Christ that we should. Does that make sense? You ready to turn the page? Let's turn the page. It's my favorite analogy of the whole year. What are we all about? All right, you, you have some expectations and I have some expectations. Now, if you've been with me for very long, you know what this one is, right? The learners, that's you. The learners' expectations. Every single week, you walk in. You know what you can expect? What can you expect? McDonald's. That's right, Darla. You can expect, that's the blank, McDonald's. You can expect McDonald's. Now, some of you are like, I do not want to write McDonald's. I promise you, it is the blank. <laughs> it is the blank. Here's why I say McDonald's. <clears throat> Let's talk food for a second. What's your favorite hamburger in the city of Chattanooga? <coughs> Best hamburger in the whole city? I got Red Robin, yes. Nicky's, Urban, Urban Stack, Public House. Public House. That's my favorite burger in all the city. So I heard you said Nicky's? I've never been to Nicky's. Have we been to Nicky's? We've been to Nicky's. Yeah, we've, I'm sorry. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Man. Just, which, which one of those circles did that fall in? Because we sure nailed it, didn't we? That was awesome. No, we have been to Nicky's. They have the onion rings that are amazing, too. Okay, great, 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 great. I was like, whoo. And y'all making me nervous here. Yeah, so Nicky's is good. Nicky's is very good. Let me tell you why I like uh, Public House best. Public House doesn't just do They have a hamburger. I mean, it's like, it's like, all right, there's a hamburger, right? But they have a pimento cheese bacon burger. Amen. They put like a half an inch of pimento cheese. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And then bacon on top. And, and I, I have a beard. So it, there's limited amount of engagement that I can do with this in a business setting. It, it's very close to where I work. So I'll usually take two or three bites, and I'm like, oh, now I've got to just do this thing with a fork and a knife. And I... I feel like I'm mailing it in, you know, like I got to check my man card at the door. But if I don't, then it's, you know, three inches up on my cuffs and buried in my beard and I got to go take a shower at the end of it. It's just, it's, it's a very engaging burger. But I think it is the best burger in the city. However, it is not exactly the same every single time. There's a little variation because when, when the waiter asks me, how do you want, and this is going to turn some of you off, the waiter asks you, how do you want that cooked? My response is, as well done as you can get it. Amen. And I, I generally follow up with, if you were to trip and fall on the way out of the kitchen and the burger falls off the plate and cracks on the floor, that was right. I want a char around the outside. That is, that is good. I and mean, somebody, I'm like, yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But here's the deal. They will do it for me. Now, let's transition. McDonald's. Let's talk about McDonald's for just a second. When you order a McDonald's hamburger, what do you get? Seaweed patties. <laughs> I was like, potential discovery area. Potential discovery. 
That was awesome. That was awesome. What comes on a McDonald's hamburger? How many pickles? Three pickles. How many pickles are there? Is it two or three? Three pickles, ketchup, mustard, little bitty onions, and salt and pepper. That's right. Little bitty diced onions, right? How often does it come like that? Oh, okay. How often does it come like that, though? Every time. Is it not crazy that we knew how many pickles were on the hamburger? You know why? Because they do it every t- There is a minimum, and it is low, okay? It is very low, the minimum standard. But there's a minimum standard for consistency every single time. And when you walk in the doors for this Sunday school class, you're going to get the Bible and you're going to get Jesus every single time. Now, I might hack it to death, but you're going to get the Bible and you're going to get Jesus, and we're not going to do three pickles every single time. Okay? So that's what you can expect, some level of consistency. Now, sometimes you're going to walk out of here and you're going to go, man, that was a good public house burger. Whew. All right. And sometimes you're going to walk out. Yeah, that was McDonald's. All right. You've been warned. All right. We've set the bar, but you're going to get Jesus in the Bible every single week. All right. So a couple other things you're going to get that you can expect. Vision. You see that section on the left-hand side of the page there in gray? Where are we going? That's the plan. We've got a plan. I've got a plan for next year as well. I've got a plan for the year after that as well. We've got a long-term plan on where we are going in Sunday school. You know why? I love to plan. (laughs) How many hours have we spent talking in the last two weeks about calendars and which one I want to get? Because it's got to be able to do this and this. How many hours? Can you? A bazillion. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. I love to plan. So you're going to get vision and you're going to get prayer. If you're a member of this Sunday school class, I'm going to pray for you by name every single day. Okay? I don't know if you have somebody that prays for you every single day or not. You might. You might not. You got one. Okay? Every, I would love for you to do the same for me. I would really love that. Okay? So that's what you can expect. McDonald's, vision, and prayer. Now we come to my expectations. See, I tell you I pray for you before I tell you what I expect, right? This works very well. Order matters in instruction. So the teacher's expectation is consistency. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like that answer. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it was awesome. It was ridiculously well timed, Matt. It was awesome. Consistency. If you want to benefit from substantive interaction with truth, meaningful connection with Christians, and ministry training with opportunities, you got to show up. Now, I'm not saying that you've got to be a morning person and do uh, cheerleading dances every single week. Not saying that at all. But you've got to at least show up. Okay? That's the minimum standard. And then number two there is feedback. I like feedback. I get very little feedback. 95% of the feedback that I get from Sunday school from you all is, hey, that was a good lesson. Thanks. I appreciate that. I know it was. Because it was the Bible, right? As long as I stick to that, we'll be all right. I need more than, hey, that was a good lesson. I need, hey, I think you messed this up. I need, hey, you were arrogant in this section of the lesson. Hey, you talk about too many movies. Hey, I talk about too many movies. Thank you, darling. 
about every four months, I'm going to get that comment from Darla. Hey, you got to quit talking about the movies. There's just too many movies. I don't, there's some of us that just don't watch movies, you know? And I'm, I love you to death, and you know I'm going to be there every week, but you got to quit talking about the movies. So you know what I do with that, right? I put the list of the movies that you need to watch on the handout. <laughs> I know, she is. We love the movies. <laughs> All right, so I need feedback. I need feedback, I need feedback, I need feedback. I've gotten really good at MailChimp this last year in 2015 for the small business that I run. So I'm going to be sending you guys some questions, not, not one every week or something crazy, but maybe one every two or three months. What's going well? What's not going well? It could be completely anonymous feedback. All right? I figured out how to do this. It's awesome. So just get ready for that. All right, so when do we meet? This should be pretty obvious, but 907 every Sunday morning. The, one of the most common questions I get is why 907? Well, 907 enables parents to come squealing into the parking lot at 9 o'clock. You're in, you, are, you have made it with Jesus' help at 9 o'clock in the parking lot. And you can, you can walk from the parking lot Check your kids into the nursery or wherever they go. They, somewhere left, right? This somewhere over there. Get something to eat. Sit down. You look at your watch. It will be 907. Safe. All right? So that's why 907. So we're going to do that every Sunday morning. Yeah, the th- yeah that, that's a good point. That's a good, maybe I need to adjust for the third child. That's probably a good point. I, I just did this with two, so this is putting my own expectations in, right? So we're going to meet every Sunday morning in 2016, except March 27th. We're not going to meet March 27th. Why are we not going to meet here March 27th? Because we're going to be at the park. That's right, with about 10 billion kids and a whole bunch of eggs, which is awesome. And we're not going to meet December 25th because we don't do Sunday school on Christmas Day either. So those two are the dates that we're not going to meet in 2016. And, here's your blank, for lunch on the following dates. Now, it might be in this room. It might be all going out to a restaurant. I don't know, but we're going to meet on those dates. So if you want to put those dates in your calendar for Sunday school lunch, that's when we're going to do it. Boom. And if you want to help with that, her name is Julie, and she sits right back here. Awesome. So that's when we meet. Now, where are we going? What are we going to be studying this year? January, February, March, and a little bit of April. Actually, all of April. We're going to do, actually, about half of April. Systematic theology. This is the next section. This is section five. Remember, there's seven sections. This is section five. The application of redemption. And I'm going to get all tore up right here. Because some of you saw this article a couple weeks ago, maybe a week, week and a half ago, and some of you may not have. But Wayne, Dr. Wayne Grudem is the guy that wrote Systematic Theology. And uh, he got diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's. And the most beautiful thing happened. John Piper calls him up. like, <laughs> For one, I'd just love listening on that conversation, right? Piper talking to Grudem, I can't imagine. I'd probably catch every fourth word or need a dictionary. I don't don't know. They're smart, smart guys. And uh, Piper calls him up, and they're talking through, and, uh, you know, so what's the the next steps, and how does this work? He said, well, I'm having trouble uh, buttoning buttons, and um, names don't, they don't come as quick as they did before, and I notice a little tremor in my hand sometimes, just very, very small things. He said, uh, the doctor feels like for the next year and a half, two years, I'm probably going to have 
pretty good bit of function, and you know, and, and after that, it will, you know, we'll just see. And uh, Piper said, he, he's writing this, and he says, uh, he said, well, you know, you did a good job uh, editing the the ESV. Some of you are holding a copy of the English Standard Version in your in your hands or reading it electronically. That's the the version in the Bible that Wayne Grudem actually edited. So, just imagine that, right? I just I got a version that I edited. Can't imagine. He said, well, you did a good job editing the. ESV in leaving Romans 8.28 in the scripture. He said, yeah, it was important. Like, yeah, it was important. And uh, so we're going to be done with section number five, the application of redemption, which is Grudem's way of saying salvation, because he says a lot of really fancy things in the application of redemption section. But, um, but the last component of the application of redemption is God calling his children home. And... One of the things that Piper asked Grudem was, what are your plans for the rest of your life? He said, well, I'm glad you asked that because i got a couple plans. He said, really, what are your plans? He said, well, there's two books that I still wanted to write. I, I, I think I can get through those, and I need to do a revision of systematic theology. There's a couple things that I think can be improved upon. There's new resources. He said, and I'm pretty sure if I hustle, I can get done by 2017 and, and beat the end of when I'll be able to be productive. I was like, now that's... I've got Parkinson's, and my goal is to help the body of Christ by providing better resources. I don't know what category to put that into other than just flipping awesome. So, amazing stuff. So, application and redemption, beautiful stuff. In May and June... How many of y'all use social media? Yes. Do you know that Solomon has advice on how to use social media? So we're going to do lessons on Solomon on social media. This is good stuff. This is, I did not come up with this title on my own. I stole this from a guy named Tim Challies. He's a Canadian blogger. Uh, actually grew up around Chattanooga. But uh, Solomon on social media. I'm excited about this one. July. August and September, we're going to do the next section of systematic theology, section six, the church. The church. So what does a, a biblical church look like? What are the components, the leadership, the people? What does all that look like? Uh, end of September in October. This is our Bible book of the year. You ready? Haggai. Oh, yeah. We're going old school. H-A-G-G-A-I. You will know how to spell it by the end of this year. Yes, you will. It'll be right. maybe, maybe that'll be like the one thing that we get. We, we know, how to spell, know how to spell it, know where to find it. Haggai. It's a beautiful story. And then in November, Systematic Theology, The Future. This is how God does all that stuff after now. <laughs> the future. And then in December, The Christmas Story. Yes. Ralphie will be referenced. You better believe it. All right, so if you're wondering what you need for this year, you need a couple of things. There's one thing that you must have, and the one thing that you must have is the blank, the Bible. I would recommend something like the New King James or another literal translation. It would be helpful if you were familiar with Warren's Purpose Driven Life and Grudem's Systematic Theology. And then Darla, just for you, all of the Star Wars, Star Trek, and Matrix movies. 
as well as The Princess Bride, The Shawshank Redemption, and The Big Bang Theory. So at least the characters in those, if you're familiar with the characters in those, you'll get most of the jokes. If you're not, it's okay. It's okay. You've never seen any of those, have you, Darla? One. Which one have you seen? Inconceivable! Because <laughs> <laughs> I got so sick of hearing about it. She didn't know that I just made a joke about it. I love it. <laughs> she just chooses not to laugh. That's right. Chooses not to laugh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, and then a couple links at the bottom. Some of you still are in the habit of texting me and going, hey, what's so and so's number? No! We built a website for this. <laughs> Teaching you how to fish. You go right there. E-directory, that's where it all is. Uh, all of our Sunday school stuff is at that link at the very bottom, stewardheights.org slash Sunday school. That will take you to a link to my website, teachings.gym314.com. Uh, everything that we've done in here for the last six, seven years is on there. Uh, if you go there right now, the student version of what you are filling out and the teacher version with all of my answers is on the front screen on the right hand side. So anytime you miss a blank and you're like, oh, what was that? Or anytime you miss a lesson, you can go there. And then we also have a podcast, so bit.ly slash Sunday School Podcast, which I think is awesome that I got dibs on Sunday School Podcast as far as the link. So boom, that's awesome. Uh, Dave Barber takes care of recording all the stuff for us and then we put those online and you can listen at will. Now, what did we start with this morning? Don't close your Bibles yet. We're not done. We're not done. Don't be jumping the gun. 1 Corinthians what? 1440. Let's go back to it. Let's see if it's still true. It says, let how many things? Let most things, right? As long as most things are done decently in order, we're all right. How much? All. The Greek word means every individual piece. Let all things be done decently. Now, it did not say public house hamburger. Right? It's got to be decent. And some of you are going, McDonald's hamburger is not decent. I'm not arguing with you there, but it is consistent. All right? Decently and in order. There's a time and there is a place. My challenge to you for 2016 Sunday School is be in your place at the right time. Be in your place at the right time. Sound good? Wow, that was, was a crappy challenge. Does it sound like mediocre then. Does it sound like at least McDonald's? Does that work? Yes. I got like six of you. Okay. We'll try it again. Does that work? Yes. All right. Cool. Excellent. So thank you for coming to Sunday School today. What are we starting in next week? Yes. Systematic theology. We're going to be going through the application of redemption. So grace and salvation and all these different things. Sean, did I skip a blank? When do we meet? The St. Patrick's Day party at the McGarvey's. Excellent. March 12th. Write it down, folks. You heard it here first. Awesome. Good deal. So, take a second. Actually, more than a second. Lean in. Engage with each other. Write down your prayer requests on that page. It says weekly update. Now, some of y'all, we're getting sloppy at this, so <clears throat> we're going to straighten up a little bit. Some of y'all are cutting out before we pray. Don't be cutting out before we pray. That's not part of the deal. Part of the deal is we pray, and then you're dismissed. So you're not dismissed until your group has prayed. 
So don't be sliding out. And if you're sitting at a table by yourself, which nobody is today, but in the future, if you see somebody sitting at a table by themselves, especially somebody that had never been here before, what we do is we get our stuff and we move to them. Okay? Now, you're going to mess with somebody when they do this, but you also demonstrate that we care about people. So nobody ever sits alone. That's not cool. Don't let that happen. So engage with each other, pray as a group, and uh, you are dismissed. Thanks for coming to Sunday School.